acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! The Breakfast Club, Envy, and Charlemagne, the voice of the culture. You think I'm coming in when this shit ain't hot? See, y'all are different. Y'all are the culture. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is probably becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. Put it in, pers- put it in perspective. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up! It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up! Wake up! Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, Breakfast Club. This is Jordan the Welder. Hey, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? How are y'all? I was watching you weld something on Instagram last week. Really? It's my birthday today. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Jordan. Thank you. I wanted to give a shout out to my mom. It always makes me feel weird when people do nice things for me, but she paid my car note this month. Aww. Shout out to mom. That's nice. That's dope. I wouldn't be paying your I car note. I love you, mommy. All that money you huh? making, all that money you making <laughs> is a welding. You got your mommy paying your car note. You ain't hurting for She's nothing so out here, Jordan. Sweet. Nah, that's good. You can do, do a little something special for yourself today for your birthday. Yeah, I will. And you know what? I have a question for you all. Yes, ma'am. I Yeah, I am told often that I look like Matari Naughton. And I don't see it. 
So I was just wanting people to go to my Instagram page and tell me if they see it. I ain't never seen you without your uh, welding mask on, really. Really? Sometimes. I'm going to post a picture then. I'm yeah. going to post one. I think I have some. They're like older posts, though. But my Instagram is Jordan underscore the underscore welder. Okay, I got to check it out. Most of the time I see you, you got your welding mask on. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to check it out now? Yeah, I'm going to go look right now. I told you I'll follow okay. you. I literally just saw you last week. You was welding something. You didn't like my post, Charlemagne. I, I, I don't be liking posts. I'm not, like, I'm not a liker. I don't do stuff like that. You're not a like. Okay. Oh, okay. no, okay. I'll no, I'm lying. Sure. I see you right now. You got your welding mask up. Does she look like Notori? Okay. Does she look like Notori? I mean, they look like they can be you in can the same like tribe. In the same trap. Huh? You can go look at it too. Show DJ Envy. All right, what is it? What's Jordan what, what is underscore it? the underscore welder. Let me see. You don't look like Notori to me. me. I'm gonna be honest with you. No. Not no. to me. I don't see it either. You ain't giving Notori. Like you look like Tasha from Power. I'm like I don't see that. <laughs> mm, I don't see it. Mm, nah. Yeah. No. I just hit you with a happy right, birthday well, on you your page, Mama. Me. Thank you, DJ Envy. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye now. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? This is Craig. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, I was just going to... You want to find out about Taka for your son, right? Uh-huh. Why don't you binge watch uh, Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso? Hilarious. My wife yeah, loves Ted Lasso. I mean, you are not yeah, saying... You are you a whole edification on it, man. You be good. I, I, I just, just happened to stumble across it, and it gave me a new love for... Um, for, for Football for the real football. Are they serious? My wife watches that show. I, I don't. What's I mean, that show? What's the show about? It's a comedy, and it's, I. It's, it's a comedy, but at the same time, it gives you. It, it tells you more like when you have you're like a novice about soccer. It gives you more with the pitches, how they have training, how we call it practice. They call it training. How they call how we call it cleats. They call it boots. It's just little nuanced things that you pick up on just watching the show. I just happened to stumble across it one night because I was bored. You know what's I got, funny? I got hooked. It's funny you said that because I'm watching my son. He comes back to the call. He was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, training went good today. And I'm like, training? You had practice. He was like, no, that we exactly. trained. Exactly. Because we used like, to football. You know what I'm saying? Because my son, my son went to um, college on a football scholarship. So I'm used to being, you know, football is just a different dynamic. But that, uh, American football, rather. But, we, but you get more involved and more invested in them. And like Charlamagne said, yo, they get bread, bro. Hey, they get bread. They get bread. They get injured a lot too. They, they say they have a lot of CTE problems with them headbutting the ball and all that. For real? Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Ray, Ray, Ray. Yo, Charlemagne. Envy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? It's Ted. What up, Ted? You said Ted? Yeah, Ted. Okay, Ted. He's Ted. Ted? The Ted isn't Teddy? Yeah. All right. Ted. Well, get it off yeah. your chest, Ted. I'm calling in early this morning, man. I'm fucking up my chest. These big ass out here making it hard for the real. That's why I say it ain't a stereotype if it's true, because I knew something was up. I was about to ask you what do you identify as, but I was going to mind my business this morning, but you let the world know. Oh, no. I'm, oh, definitely. I identify as a woman. Hey, what's I'm the fake? Stud, I'm the stud. You a stud, though? Yeah, I'm a stud. I'm a dude in the relationship. So what's a fake? D a fake d would be something that you would call a d It's kind of like double sinning. <laughs> we already sinning out here anyway. Come on, they already say we sinning by being what we are. You know what I'm saying? 
So you want people, you want the real studs of the world to just swear <laughs> off. They can't have no penis whatsoever. No, no, nothing, man. Just go vegan. You'll be better off. You go vegan. Off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be pescatarian, though? No, not even. Because it's fish. Y'all eat fish? Not yeah, we're going to eat some fish, but, you know, the human body ain't fish. I hope they ain't eating fish. Okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't talking. You know what? Never mind. All right, Ted. You have a good one, all right? <laughs> Y'all do, baby. That's right. Y'all listen to Ted, man. All y'all studs out there, stop faking the funk, all right? Leading penises alone. Hello. Fake ass studs. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Cliff. Cliff, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I went to the box gym a few days ago. I don't know how I left. Oh, somebody put you on your ass? You don't know how you left? Somebody knocked you out? I don't know how I left the box gym. I don't know how I left. Hey, you don't play boxing, bro, bro. Mm -mm. Uh. We got Willie D in here. Willie D is a... Uh, wait, what, what is it, Willie? What is it? Gold, you said Golden Glove, right? Golden Glove, yeah. That's what's up, yeah, but I don't know how I left, though. Maybe you shouldn't go back then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be boxing. How, how long you been training? I've been, I've been just doing sparring here and there. I never really trained with it. There's your problem. See, that's the problem. People just want to jump in and go in the gym and just start sparring. There's more to that. Right. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got hit in the nose. I don't know what he got hit in. But his phone ain't even there no more. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Jeezy's here. What up, though? What's happening? What's happening? The new book, Adversity for Sale, is out right now. Y'all got to yes, believe yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Why did you decide to write a book? As quiet as you are about your history, your yeah. past, and everything you've been through, what yeah. made you decide to write a book? Uh, you know, well, statute of limitations is up, as far as I know. Okay. So I definitely ran everything through my lawyers. That was, right. that was first and foremost. It was actually a lot of stuff. I had to take out of the book because I just didn't want to put myself in no crazy positions. But before I even say that, let me shout out to my brother right here to my right because this book was something I had been working on. Mm -hmm. And I had one situation and it fell through. Mm -hmm. And I called Charlemagne. I was like, bro, who published your book? How did you get it done? Mm -hmm. And he pointed me in the right direction. And, and, and thank you for that, bro. Oh, I love you know my brother. Saying? He helped me get this done. So, you know, just know Charlemagne had a lot to do with that. But right now, you know me, Envy, man. Like, mm -hmm. I've been through a lot. And I started to get on this journey of, like, healing and that felt magical to me, bro. It's like, I just want to share it. Because even when I was in the streets and I was talking about motivation, that's what I really wanted to do, motivate people. And now it's like I got all this information, all this new knowledge, all these new mentors, and I'm just getting all this data. And it's just like, I can't take it with me. So I want to just share it. And I feel like, you know, writing a song is, is cool. Because, you know, we, we pretty much, anybody can make a record. But I don't think anybody can articulate their lives and put it in a book form and, and, and affect somebody else and I know that I'm able to write so this was like this was uh, personal for me you know in the culture and I'm hoping that somebody can get this book and, and really you know find their way when did Jeezy change and become the new and improved Jeezy and, and, and less oh I can answer that just by reading the book <laughs> <laughs> when, when, did, when did that happen I mean, it happened a few times. The last time it happened is is when I got locked up in L.A. on that Wiz Khalifa tour. It, it was just a reality check. You know what I'm saying? And I almost was, you know, they basically tried to charge me with murder and, and my team with murder. And it's just like, I ain't do nothing wrong. So for me, that was one of the moments, like, no matter how successful you are, you know what I'm saying? They really still, you know, and I, I just was like, man, I had to just switch it all up. And, and then a lot of things happened in the time that I was in jail that I thought some people was going to look out for me, but they didn't. And, and, and that really crushed me because it was just like I always look out for everybody bro like, mm -hmm. I'm always taking care of people 
And I just kind of felt like you just do it, you know, because you're a real one. Mm -hmm. And then when you start figuring out, like, damn, you might be the only <laughs> real person in in this situation. Now you're like, damn, I'm by myself. And I just had to, you know, make a change, man. I remember just calling home and talking to my my daughter. My first daughter had just been born then. And it was just embarrassing, man, to call, you know, you're supposed to be this big man, this superstar. And you calling home, collect, well, you know, from jail. Mm hmm and, and your baby's on the other line that can barely even talk and she's where you at and you like daddy's gonna be home in a minute like mm -hmm. it's like you know what I mean mm -hmm. it was like damn like bro you better <laughs> you know and so that's that was like the real time but every time before that you know it was just always instances where I just knew that this wasn't gonna work out for me right so I had to figure out how to change without losing everything you know what I'm saying because it got to a point even with the music you know and people say it all the time I want your old music but it's just like that was my old life Mm -hmm. Like I can't continue To give you something That I'm not doing It's like me trying to Give you some food In my house I don't even eat mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying and, and, and it's just like You get caught up in that And then if you're not careful You'll get stuck In that mindset right And you'll continue To do the same things And that's why A lot of people Didn't understand the verses It's like nah bro like, I gotta I started this in, in my mind I gotta put it into this mm -hmm. Like I went to Nipsey Hussle's funeral mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying Like I was there I mm -hmm. felt that pain I felt that energy and I'm like, I don't understand why Nip is not here no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why it hit me so serious when Pop Smoke died. You know, maybe because he was in my studio when I threw Puff Super Bowl party. I didn't even know who Pop was. Mm -hmm. He was with Meek and Fab and all these guys. He was in my studio house. We all partying. I was like, who's that? They're like, Pop. I was like, okay, cool. The next time you hear about him, he's dead. But mm -hmm. like, why he did all this work, you know, to become a superstar and to get out of Brooklyn and then you go die in the hills. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. so I'm just looking at this and I'm like, how can I be effective? Because I'm not trying to preach or teach to nobody, but it's just like, bro, on the other side of the bush, it's a whole nother life, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like peace and happiness and family and mm -hmm. real friends. That's right. You know what I'm saying? People you can call and say, Hey, you know, and Jan's my heart, by the way. Salute to Jan, love man, Jan. Man, shoot to Jan, mm -hmm. Jan, like she's my heart, bro. Like we're really friends. Absolutely. Right. And she goes hard for me. She don't even she don't know my walk of life but just imagine you know you feel your spirit right and there's a relationship and, and that's what real friends are they turn you on to other other people and you know people help each other out mm -hmm. instead of trying to bring you down so that's that's what the book is really about to me it's just it's about building and and being and understanding that like it, is, it ain't never too late to be better man one, one big you know transformation that's in the book uh right, right around the recession time when you decided to lose weight and everything, yeah, mm -hmm. that's when I got my sex symbol. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a good time. Mm -hmm. Wh which part are you talking about? In well, you said you said uh, you, you didn't like the way all of that. You didn't like the way you were living. You didn't. Right. You weren't drinking no water. You weren't eating right. Crystal and Waffle House. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you decided to lose sixty pounds. Yeah, I did. And and the crazy thing was, well, what I really realized, like, because that was around the recession. I, I wrote the recession. The recession was the first time I like out everything back and was just really focused on the music I wasn't doing no party and nothing I was just working out reading learning and it, it was like when I went out there to do that tour that was the first time I felt like a star you feel what I'm saying because every time before that up until that I was going through you know survivor's remorse I was mm -hmm. depressed I was going through all these things but now I'm shaking this off and um, I lost 60 pounds and instead of it being all these gangsters in the front row, now it's ladies and they throwing bras, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I ain't never going back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I, I really embraced, you know, who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. And also, too, I started to notice, like, when I was healthier, I was just making better decisions in life, mm -hmm. bro. 
Because this is the thing. Like, we all real. Everybody come from where they come from. But you only get one shot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, you born, you look like your daddy. When you die, you look like your decision. That's right. So at the end of the day, bro, just like, I could have took a lot of right and left turns and did a lot of crazy things. But I was brave enough to start making decisions that I can actually live a life. You know what I'm saying? Rather than to look like mm -hmm. I was living a life. Because mm -hmm. that's what goes on in our culture. We all look like we living good. Mm -hmm. But are we really? That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we happy? Mm -hmm. Are we at peace? You know what I mean? Do we got real people around us? Mm -hmm. All those things weren't happening for me. I was basically like getting up every day, playing this role. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and in it, but hoping I stay alive or free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So imagine that. You know, you got the world in your hands, and it's just like, you know, it's not really in your hands, bro. Like, you know, you wake up tomorrow, be all gone. All right, we got more with Jeezy. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jeezy. Charlemagne? What does 50 years of hip-hop mean to Jeezy? Man. I mean, it's so young. It's so young, but mm-hmm. yet so uh, powerful, man. Like, when I look around, I see my peers, man. I'm just proud, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just proud to see, like, the dramas and all these guys just being so successful and changing lives, mm-hmm. making companies and holding down platforms. And it's only 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. You see it, and, and you know, I, I don't know what hip-hop makes all the way around. I mean, even for yourself, car shows and... Mm-hmm. You know, and the stuff you do, like, I don't know what it makes if we all, you know, just the billions that mm-hmm. it makes, but mm-hmm. it's 50 years old. Just imagine seeing a 50-year-old person that's worth, you know, you know, two, three hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. because he affects everything. So just look at hip-hop as a person. It's like we've all been able to eat off of it, right? And we've all been able to learn. Right. And I tell people all the time, like, I learned from Tupac. Like, which is why my music was always serious to me. Like, why I never just wrote it for money. Like, I didn't write the book for money. We could take the book off the table and I'd still be here because this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. But hip hop gave me a purpose. Hip hop gave me a voice. Hip hop gave me a platform. Hip hop saved my life. Right? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because I could have been out of here. And God willing, you know. I never thought what I would be doing music in real life. I, I love reading books like yours because you get to see how. How a whole city grew and evolved, right? Atlanta. Right, right. I didn't realize Shorty Red had that much influence over your, yes, you know, whole career. Now, yeah. I mean, we knew he was yeah. one of your go-to's when it came to production, but right. I'm talking about just as far as everything. Yeah, no. For what it's worth, you know, I I, I feel Shorty. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel what he's going through, where he's at with it. I've been there. Mm -hmm. You know, we just got to all just climb out of there. But as far as, like, showing me the ropes, allowing me to be around so I can understand what to do musically, mm -hmm. um, that was all me just hanging around him. And then when we created a sound, that was me and him sitting in his basement. You know, Shawty believed in me then. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, and again, like, a lot of things happened. Like, fame happened. Success happened. And, you know, I just ran with the wind, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe we didn't have the conversations of how that was going to work out if I was to succeed. Is there anything that you feel like you left out of the book? I mean, you didn't even get into your, your new life being a husband. Yep, you know? yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt, you know, and people ask me that. And you know how you, know you want to show everybody every room in your house except your bedroom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because yeah, it's yeah, sacred. Absolutely. Like, it's just absolutely. one thing. It's like, that's my, that's my sacred mm -hmm. place. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want nobody. I don't want all these things things that I've went through to even you know connect with that because mm -hmm. I feel like you know I don't I don't want that energy mm -hmm. in my new life I, I feel right. like I'm writing something to stop that chapter and if you peep while I stop the chapter and if you watch how I live my life and people are like why'd you stop on verses I said because that's when I made a decision that's, that was the decision evolve or die so bam stop right there and I'm mm -hmm. going to evolve y'all deal with that that's, mm -hmm. that's on y'all to figure I ain't gotta never do another record in my life you know to a lot of people Versus was just music but it was so much behind that culture right. and, and and one of us had to make a decision because if it would have went the way everybody wanted to go or thought it was gonna go um, then we would be in the same place and there's not any place safe place for somebody to say hey bro I don't really get along with what you talking about but we got to figure this out, which is the conflict resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I look at Young Thug and, and Lucci, that hurt my heart, bro. And my thing is, when I see these these guys sitting in jail and prison and all their people was out here starving and the people they was taking care of and uh, employing and all that, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a wrap. But for what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because we can't sit down so... That's what verses was about to me, and I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I ain't need to do no verses, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, but for the culture, I owe I owe them that. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that was telling them to go out here and do what they had to do. Mm -hmm. So how I'm gonna go make another move and do what I gotta do, and I tell y'all, hey, look, bro, I'm gonna make this decision for all of us, and it might be unfavorable. Everybody might not get it, but you will before it's over. With. And I love how you broke down where you were at in that moment when the truth played. Yeah, it was like you was like stay scrapped could it came. Oh no, it was you made a no, it was there. It was right there. Ace was queued up. Right. Ace was ready to go. That's he could have right. he could have set it off. That's right. In my mind, I just said what I had to say because it didn't affect me then. It's not gonna affect me now, and we already done been through about fifteen years of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm moving on, bro. You know, and that's that's in front of the world, mm -hmm. right? In front of everybody that respects me and might not respect me tomorrow, but they ain't got to do with my kids, mm -hmm. my life, my, right. my, my legacy, none of that. And that's why I stopped the book there because I'm going on to live my new life. Right. And if y'all want Jeezy, he back there. Now, if you want Jay Jeezy Jenkins, He's at the Breakfast Club. Right. <laughs> you and, feel me? And adversity for sale is in stores right now. That's right. right. The book is out right now. Make That's sure right. you go pick it up. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeezy, we appreciate you, I brother. I appreciate y'all, brother. I understand. And, and you read your book, too. You read the audio version. Yes, I That's read right. the audio version. The book is out right now. You can get it anywhere books are sold. That's Audible, that's Amazon, and every bookstore in your neighborhood. That's right. Barnes and Nobles. Love. There you have it. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Jeezy. My guys. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Are you someone who knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom. Then live large. And now thinner with new Magnum Raw Condoms. The thinnest Magnum condom available where condoms are sold. Morning everybody, it's DJ MV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest, our special guest co-host, Don't Call Me White Girl, here with us this morning. Yes, indeed. Now, this comes from young Miami. She was uh, posting about her dad, and people were trying to holler at her dad, so she came back and said this. I stopped inquiring about my dad, because then I'm going to have to be cussing y'all hoes out, and like doing all that, and I don't got time to be doing all that with y'all hoes, so just leave my daddy alone. Y'all don't like older me anyway, ain't it? Like, just leave my daddy alone, because my daddy gonna be calling me, saying, yeah, this hoe over here. And I'm like, put that bitch in the phone, you got my daddy I'm be doing all that for real, like, you know. So, um, my mama is an August Virgo, and my daddy is a September Virgo, and they are two different Virgos. But that is, that's just so funny, because it's like, y'all playing cards, you keep getting up dancing. My daddy thought it was his party, he was so happy. So now we're asking 800-585-1051, uh, has your your parents smashed your friend? That is the question. And from or tried to no from the phone lines, it's well, a lot of them have. Well, don't what I say. Don't call me white girl. Had her own experience too, so I thought she was the only one. But I guess no, not. I'm not the only one with a creep dad. Damn, some people got creep moms. Hello, who's this? Daisha. Daisha. Now, what, what's up with your pops? He he used to date one of my friends and uh, smashed her and got a baby by her. Now he's 15. <laughs> Damn, how old? What's the age gap here now? Uh, it's a good about 20, 30 years. God damn. Did he he did it when she was legal, right? Yeah, yep. Barely, yep. though. Other building from me. He what? She stayed in the other building from me. He used to go over there and smash her. <laughs> damn. Now, now, how many friends did he smash? Just the one? Just the one. The one that I know of. Let you know, well, I was going to say that. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. thank you, Mama. That's very creepy, yo. If you are a daddy... <laughs> And you smashing like one of your sisters, I mean, one of your daughter's friends. I mean, you probably watched that little girl grow up. Maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is. Oh, no, one's anonymous. Okay, anonymous. Now, what happened? Your, your mom or your dad smashed one of your friends? Yeah, my dad. He, he said, well, my college roommate. Damn. Your dad smashed your college roommate? Yeah. But he's like, all like the girl that's there said. He talks to all my friends. I try to at least, and they don't really bite, but he don't get the picture. But he definitely got to my college roommate. How old is your How old is your dad when that happened? Um, uh, thirty-eight, forty. How old was you? We were eighteen. God damn, Jesus! Mm -hmm. I am so shocked that y'all don't know this is common. I'm not saying it's not common, but God, I mean, I mean, the age gap don't even surprise me because this right. is it's Diddy and Young Miami, right? But my point is, like, why would you? I guess that's different. If, if she's in college because he didn't watch her grow up but still she's 18, 18. Yeah. but you want 18 yo yeah hello who's this can you hear me this is Kayla hey Kayla we can hear you now now we're, we're asking 800-585-1051 has, has your parents smashed your friends yes he has been trying to do this since I was 18 but I was a stripper at 18 and he actually got to this specific friend and they probably still do it to this day <laughs> How old is your daddy? He is right now 58. So how old was he when he was smashing your friend? We were both 18. How old was he? Uh, She don't know. Math a little. I think the end of his 40s at the at end of his 40s. I feel like we got to call 40s. somebody, man. Okay. Who do we call, man? Ghostbusters? We got to call somebody. This can't be legal. <laughs> <laughs> Something is going to say. I mean, we are, my whole family knows that he, that he 
he's just weird like that. But I didn't care. I'm like, oh, whatever. You you want to go do that? Go do that. Did, did you set him up? Did you hook it up? They met. <laughs> you he hooked at my it house up. and he came over. Ah, uh, you hooked it up. He, then, he, um, he, he whispered in your ear, set me up, and you set him up. That's what it sounded like. No, I didn't set him up. I just let them have their conversation. She told me that um, she got his number, and my dad kept asking me questions about her. I'm like, oh, well, this she do this and this and that. So, do you have so, conversations like, with I'm your friend her. about your daddy? Like, what if your friend tried to tell you your daddy packet? <laughs> <laughs> I told her, don't tell me about it, and I told him that, too. Okay, all right. This ain't right, man. Yeah, it's wild. Is there more to the story? More of the story is, man, I don't even want to call these people nasty, but there's some, like, there's, there's, there's some sick stuff going on, bro. Because you got, if you a daddy, like, you got to be watching some of these kids. Like, that last call, like, you, yeah. you red-shirting them churn. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Stay with wet wipes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I stay with wet, by, wet wipes and, and hand sanitizer. Like, I'm, I'm a mom, so you have to have that. Yes, like, that's true. Because your, your kids want to sh- yes. anytime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unexpected. Definitely. So, and also me. Like, that, <laughs> now, it, it, might, it might not be the food, though, Cardi. I don't yeah. know what maybe, it is. Maybe it could be number three. Yeah, they definitely ain't no damn number three now, man. <laughs> nah. It could, it could be it number three. number three. After, if, after I go on tour, I definitely want to have a baby. Like Have another one? Yeah, yeah. I want to have another one. How many kids do you want? Like at least four. Four? Mm. What do you think will come out first, the shit or your second album? They going to start like that. Right, Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My second album is going to come out. I okay. have to. I have to. I, ha- I have to. When, yeah. Yeah. when is the question what people want? This uh-huh. year? Next year. Next year. Next Early next year. Can we congratulate Cardi on her single? She got a single that's out today. Can we yes. congratulate her? Bongos. Bongos featuring oh. Megan Thee Stallion. Love it. What inspired Bongos? Um, well, yes. always the beat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, at first, it's always like you hear the beat, and it's like, oh, I like this beat. Like, I really like this beat. It's funk, but it kind of reminds me of Dembo. Definitely so Dembo. It reminds me of Dembo, but it's really funk. Like, mm-hmm. technically, it's funk. Mm-hmm. So, um. What is Dembo? You know, the Dominican. Uptown. Uptown Dominican music. You know? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, gotcha. you know, I'll find. I'll take you where I'm oh. <laughs> you, you be outside. You be outside. Not no more. You, you, don't, don't, be see? you don't be outside. <laughs> Not, come on, you don't be outside. Mm-mm. I'll be in the house. I got to take you outside. <laughs> but so that's, that's a style of music. Yeah, it's a style okay. of music. It's a Dominican style of music. But like technically, really is funk. So, mm-hmm. But I just, I, just love, I just love the beat. I start working on the song. But there's like a lot of empty spaces. There's a lot mm-hmm. of empty spaces. I try to fill the empty spaces, like you know, like just me rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a long ass song. Like mm-hmm. it just needed dynamic. So me and my team, like my team, wanted to go like more like Latin artists. And I was like, I, f- I hear Megan. Yeah. I hear Megan. I hear Megan on it. They're like, really? You don't see like you see this like like more Latin? But I'm like, right. no, I see Megan. And then like exactly what I was like hearing in my head, I sent her the song. Uh, exactly what I I was envisioning in my head, like when she like when she I got her like verse back. It was mm-hmm. like, you see, mm-hmm. this is what I was envisioning, yeah. and it just it made was, sense. Were you it was scared? Well. Were you scared to team up with Megan again? Because WAP was such a massive record. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course, of mm-hmm. course. Like that's why I haven't like. I definitely, but I feel like this was like good. Mm-hmm. And um like when she sent the 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 her verse, mm-hmm. I was like, oh I feel like this is a super like I feel like this is a good like wop contender or something. Do you feel like too much pressure everybody asking you to do your second album? You put out these these verses and you and you 
killing these verses. You lighten these verses up, but everybody keeps saying, I love it, but where's the album? I love it, but where's the uh, album? Yes. Why you put too much pressure on yourself? Oh, uh, I do put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I really, really do. Like, let me tell you something. Like, I just be feeling like I don't like nothing. I hear, I feel like I listen like 40 beats. Is it because everything sounds the same? Because I don't know if it's because sound everything sounds the same or every, like, it's like sometimes everything sounds the same and then like when it's too different, it's like, ah, that's too different for yeah. me. Like, that is just too different. So I don't know what I be looking for. Yeah. I don't know what I be looking for. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But like once, like, I something catch my eye and I really, like, well, not my eyes, my sound, my ears. <laughs> right. But even like I like it like that. They said you didn't love it, love it, and that became one of the biggest records Huge ever. Record. Yeah. yeah, I mean I do take risks. Like I do take risks. I don't know. It's just like a lot of pressure on the. B- but I, I feel I feel confident. I, I have a lot of songs. Y- y'all could come by anytime. Mm-hmm. Y'all could hear some because, <laughs> and that's another thing too. Like I'm a Libra. I I be feeling like I need like everybody's like opinion. Like what you think? Yeah. What you think? What you think? And that kind of be driving me crazy too. But like I don't know why I be ne- I be needing it though. So yeah. is it fun? Is it still fun? It, when I find like something that I like, when it's something that I like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But and then, but then sometimes even when I like something and like people don't like it, it doesn't become fun. Like it's like, damn, I was really vibing with this, and mm-hmm. it's like, y'all like it now. Now it's not fun. Now I'm mad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but people don't like every. It's like they're gonna find something wrong with Absolutely. whatever. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter. But it just gotta make sense to you. Let me ask you this. Is it pressure because it's so many more women now, like dropping here and all the time? Like, but is that pressure? It being so many women in rap? No, no, not really. I'm so used to like working with like a lot of women. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never like been like in an environment that's like, yeah, I'm kind of like the only one. So, th- and and now I, I always knew this. I always knew this. I always knew that after me, there was gonna be more girls yeah I know it was gonna I wasn't gonna I know it wasn't gonna like just end with me mm-hmm. because it's like if I made it mm-hmm. I know there's gonna be more because that's gonna make it and like right. the internet and everything yeah. like it's like mm-hmm. I this this I already I already I already saw this like I yeah. saw this like back in like I don't know like 2017 I saw this but yeah. you do but you also doing something that a lot of people didn't do when you were coming up you'll find the hot new person or a young artist and you'll give them the opportunity and give them a verse yeah which a lot of people didn't do and I was gonna ask that was something that J, Jay and Drake did great yeah. and I think yeah. I said Cardi did that for female right yeah. yeah absolutely and I was gonna ask does the competition fuel you and, and, and it can be friendly competition I mean every time you get on a verse or you get on a record with somebody is, is that the way you think like oh I gotta eat her you know what I mean um Pause. God damn! Yo, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like me. I gotta eat. I don't really like feel like I gotta like eat. Like, all right, like for example, right? Like, it's like if I have a song, right? And then like you send me your verse and like you rapping your ass off, I'm still not changing my verse. <laughs> right. I'm not changing it because I feel like that. Like this, this is what I'm going for. This is what I'm thinking. However, I don't want to like also never like ruin nobody else like song or anything but people so. do it all the time we've heard you know I think Nas said he changed the verse when, when he got a verse back and you hear it all the time yeah. so you never said nah I got it which one's your was favorite playing with you like who's been your favorite female rapper to collaborate with I really like like them all I mm-hmm. really I really yeah. I really like them all and every song that I like I got like on like I got on it because I just really 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 like that song like I love the song and it's like I feel like I could hear myself uh, mm-hmm. on it there's a lot of there's a lot of songs like I get songs sent to me all the time but yeah. I feel like it's like some songs I just feel like I feel like I can't do nothing for the song like it's mm-hmm. like I don't feel like I, I could do like a, a verse that like I'm like confident in mm-hmm. so it's just like and I just be like no and it's like I feel like the song is great so I don't even want to like 
Yeah, like ruin it. Mm-hmm. You just say drill ain't your style. What's that? Hey, nah, what's that one song? And I told you. Oh, the Fendi Point Shorty. Oh my God, that song mm-hmm. is so crazy. I I heard. Yeah. That song is so crazy. I was like, and that's my that's my style. That's my tempo. Cause some tempos like I just cannot keep up. Like right. Like it's like you know like when I first heard Munch and everything. Yeah. I love the song. Mm-hmm. I love the beat and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was gonna um I I was like you know like doing the remix and everything. They said you did a verse, right? Yeah, I did a verse, yeah. but it's like. I felt like I, I felt like I was fighting the beat. Like gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I can't break. I'm well mended. Like the beat yeah. was just the beat yeah. just was thing. I was like, listen, I don't want to f yeah. the song. Yeah, because you gotta eat, eat on much. Like yes, it's like, I gotta eat. You gotta eat on much. I get it. But like I was windmilling and it's like if I can keep up with something, like it's like yeah. I'm not gonna play myself and I don't wanna like ruin it. Like you know like when mm-hmm. somebody get on a song and it's like don't you really the song yeah. off. Get that bitch out of here yeah. now. Right. <laughs> I like how you f***ed up uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Kill tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Y'all love, was I love that song. I love it was crazy. And, and I tomorrow. love Loretta. She mm-hmm. reminds me of my best friend. Like, yeah. I, I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her. All right, we got more with Cardi B. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Cardi B. Charlemagne. Do you think that the, the, the label makes you do records that you may not necessarily want to do? Nobody can make me do Okay. People can give me recommendations and everything, mm-hmm. but it's like nobody can make me like do anything. I would try something. Mm-hmm. Like I would try something. And and when I say like I would try something, it's like when they want me to like to like, you know, be a little bit more like, you know, like more feminine or more mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like mainstream type of stuff because like that's oh, yeah. just not really be my vibe like that. But like nobody can make me do mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you you know, you mentioned when you're working in a strip club, do people look at you as the old Cardi all the time? Because you got so many friends and you were so many people before the huge rap success. Do, sometimes you got to check somebody and be like, look, I'm not that old from back then. I'm yeah. not that same person. I feel like, I feel like, 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 the people that know me know that I haven't really changed. Like, like, I feel like I could call my friends right now. They're like, girl, bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't, like, really changed, like, that way. But I feel like to the world, I feel like to the world, like I wonder if people have seen that change. I feel like I changed. I'm like more like chill now. Mm-hmm. Like I could, like back then, I could be all yeah, day cussing yeah. everybody mm-hmm. out. But it's like I just have like backed away more. And I got kids, and, I, and I'm 30. Like yeah, I'm 30. Like by five o'clock, I need a little nap. That's one thing. <laughs> that's one thing I say that it looks like you love. It's like you know you see so many people with 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 their kids, right? But you are like a, a mom's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like it's like you just have to you listen. You can have a village in your house right like cause I have all the Dominicans in my house I got I got them all but it's like your kids be wanting you mm-hmm. they want you they don't want they don't want your aunt to take them to school they don't want yeah. nothing they want mom and dad to take them to school they want like they want to chill with mom and dad they want to play with mom and dad mm-hmm. so it's just like you have to do it yourself and then like like you just have to do it like you gotta like get used to a rhythm like, like it's like my family a lot of them live with me but they love to be outside mm-hmm. so when they do vacation and everything and it's like I'm by myself with the kids that it's like Peaceful. damn I don't really know like what they are gonna wanna eat and everything so I gotta I gotta get used to that like yeah. it's like and I, I really just naturally like it like I, I mm-hmm. like this if, if mm-hmm. I could just do this all forever I would but I got better work <laughs> is that, you think that's the biggest change that has happened in your life over the last five years the kids hell yeah okay mm. hell yeah just mother- motherhood period yeah cause it's yeah. like I be feeling like like I got a lot to lose before like fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm diving in I lose every all yeah. I lose it all but I'm gonna curse you out so how is it how is it being a boss with everybody but then when your kids 
they boss you around. I seen some video and your kids was talking to you crazy. There's nothing you can do when your kids talk to you crazy. You just got to take it. I know. Got your mouth. You believe in pop popping the kids? Huh? Or no? You believe in physical discipline for your kids? Light though. Light. Real light. Light. You know what I'm saying? But like not like... Gentle parenting sometimes? Gentle parenting. I, I mean, I mean, it depends because I feel like like I feel like I'm a gentle parent, but then there's that you know the Hellman's gentle parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hellman's gentle parent. And they like they overboard like gentle yeah. parenting. Some I, I just believe they're like you don't have to be like uh, 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 abusive or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like you you gotta like be assertive because like mm-hmm. like not everybody kid is like everybody kid. Like yeah. like my son bad as. F- <laughs> I got proof. He bad. I yeah. got proof. <laughs> I got proof. He bad. How old is he? He he just turned two. Yeah, he don't know no better. What? I, I show you videos. He bad, he bad as hell. Yeah. He bad. Even also be like, damn, are all my kids? Yeah. And he I won. knew it too. That's why I was scared to have a boy because I was like, I I knew it too. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Too. It could be terrible too though. Yeah. He was one. He just turned two. <laughs> How you bad at one? So what do you do to discipline him? Like, what are you afraid of? He's not afraid of nothing. Damn, there's That's nothing you the can problem. take from him or Please. take his tablet or something, nothing? No, he don't care about nothing. Damn. Like, even if you take it, it's like, all right, mm. no mess today then. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you let the comments get to you so much, Barty? Just on social media and just like everything. I don't know, because it's like, I know you're not fucking talking. Mm. That's the thing mm. that like, the shit get me mad is that like, cause it's like, why are you talking mm-hmm. though? Like, what are you? Why, why are you talking? Yeah. Why are you talking? Like, it's like when I was like in like in school and everything. Like, mm. I used to cut ass. Like, mm. I used to. I, I used to be like fight. really. No, 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 like cut ass. Like, I used to like really roast. 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 Like, I, like, like, mm. it's like, it's not even like roasting. It was like, we, I could go toe to toe with like dudes and stuff. Like, it was just yeah. thing. So it's like me, like, I'm the type of person that is like, I could like take one look at you. Yeah. And it's like, I could, I got like 10 jokes lined up. Word. So it's just like, when people mess with me, it's like, yo, I could really, really mess with you. want to mess my day up? I will mess your whole three weeks up. I will, I will, I will stay embedded in your head. So it's mm. just like, but it's like the fact that I have to restrain myself, it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you put out projects, right? When you put out r- music, do you go through the comments to see what people are saying? Yeah, 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 music. yeah. Because sometimes, no, well, you gotta also know what people like. Though. But they're never gonna give you a real critique, though, because they just mad that you body and you super successful. Yeah, you're so right. how many people gonna really be like, oh, I <laughs> you this rag? How many people gonna really give it up on social media? Yeah, you know what? I be feeling, I be feeling like a lot of people hate to admit that they like me. Like a lot of people are afraid mm. to say that they like me because when people say that they like me, they get attacked. Yeah, mm. they be getting attacked yeah. when they say that mm. they like me or they like they take my side or anything. Mm. So I have to accept that they're like yeah. people like like me, and there's even people that like I seen comment nasty shit about me, and like uh, some of my friends have pressed them about them. Mm. Like like when they say like why why you be going so hard on my girl and it's like. I don't know. I really do like it though. Like, like, like. I, I just feel like I hate that. And it's like, mm. bitch. I hate that. Why do you have to go that route for it? Yeah. You really like. Like, it. matter of fact, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna mm. give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. This a bitch, right? I don't even know her, but one of my friends know her, and it's like, yo, why this girl got so much issues with you? And I'm like, I don't even. I don't even know this girl. We don't. We're not even from the same city. Mm. She got so much to say about me, but she always copying my birthday looks. <laughs> she got money to do that? For real? Oh, so it must be somebody we know. I mean, she does the Sheen version, but it's like... <laughs> the Sheen version. <laughs> How you like me? Hey, you yo. like... It's a haters are confused admirers. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I just don't want that to affect, to affect you and your art. You know what yeah. I mean? Or your mental. I feel like I'm, I'm already like... 
getting over that hurdle. Yeah. Like, as long as people don't lie on me, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do notice, too, because I saw, like, I seen people admit it. I seen, I seen trolls admit that they like to throw people into suicide. I, there was Damn. a, I seen it. Mm-hmm. I seen it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, my fans know which one I'm, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I seen trolls admit that, like, like, it's like, yeah, we're gonna get that into she wanna kill herself. They really Damn. do that. So it's now nah, you ain't gonna get that power over me. You're gonna have to die first. You, you die miserable. first, ho. Jesus. You're miserable you gotta be to think like that. <laughs> but there's a yeah. lot of miserable people out there. Oh, that mm-hmm. mercy. Now, do you regret throwing that microphone at that young lady? It was really like a quick reaction. Mm-hmm. It was really like, and let me tell you, I didn't wanna address it because I thought you were gonna go to jail. But I'm not. <laughs> I didn't really. Nah, because people was making their own shit. Like, let me tell you something, right? It was higher than a month. So there was a part of the show that I told people, like, you know, you splash me. But yeah. even when I told them splash me, I was like, Mate, be careful with the faces. The, the mm. faces beep. So four songs after, n- nobody has splashed me. I told y'all to splash me for one little second. Mm. Four songs after, which is like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes after, this water and ice on my face Mm. so like it i just automatically reacted i didn't even know that i was throwing it at the the, i just threw this because it's like you hit me right in my face Mm. and 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 when i look at the video it's like nah you intend you intended to throw that in my face because you ain't did it like this you threw it like it was like like, and that ice And everybody's like, oh, but Kikari, you just No, you you throw some ice in your face, and mm-hmm. you gonna tell me how the f- you feel because I felt very violated. Yeah. Did you forget you had told people to splash you? No, but it was. Not with ice, but it was. It, it was. It was in a segment, though. Mm-hmm. It was in one segment. Like, girl, you yeah. did that sh- like twenty minutes later, and not only mm-hmm. that, you threw me f- ice. If it, if it wasn't ice in it, it would have went different. It would. It would. No, it, it, no, it, it, it probably wouldn't even be different because mm-hmm. you splashed me in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what you was doing? How 10 people splashed me at the same time and nothing hit my face. But you, you, you hit mm-hmm. my face directly. One of them. I think and she was a fan, though. No, no, then you wasn't a... You, everybody no, you was trying to be funny, but <laughs> I'm hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, don't move. We got more with Cardi B. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Cardi B. Well, first of all, how is marriage? Yeah, I love marriage. Is it, yeah. is it difficult because, you know, he's a celebrity and you're a celebrity, and it's like when he defends you, it's bigger because he is a celebrity. So if somebody yeah. says something and he defends you, it's bigger because it's, it's set. You know what I mean? Does that bother you? Does that take a toll on your marriage relationship? You know what takes a toll on me? What takes a toll on me? 
a lot of people don't like me. So when people attack him because he's like attached to me, I don't like that. Like it's mm -hmm. just like, but um, other than that, like I love being married and like we we are a partnership. Like you know, y'all y'all you know what it is like to be married and everything. Of course, it's huh? just like it it feels different. Like it yeah. just it feels different than like a relationship. It mm -hmm. just really feels like a, a union. And yeah. it's like I got your back, you got my back, mm -hmm. no matter what. Do y'all feel like y'all shared too much on social media? It was just one time. It was just that one was crazy. Th that, that was crazy. It was just one time because my was gone. We was mm -hmm. dr drunk, popping shit. Yeah. I, I, you, you, you gonna do that? I, I do that. Oh no, I'm gonna beat you to it. Oh, she really did beat me to it. <laughs> now you're stupid, bitch. Now I'm gonna really violate you. So hold on, he said that you <laughs> online and tell people you, you cheated on me. Somebody yeah. cheated on me. And then mm -hmm. you, then you explained it. <laughs> Cardi goes, "How could I cheat? I can never go anywhere with anybody." You, you y'all explained <laughs> it. And then the next <laughs> day. Y'all in Paris holding hands at a fashion show. I'm like, I'm like, this is the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bronx, love. We ghetto. We really, really ghetto. I ain't going to front. Like, everybody just be like, oh, like, that we be trying to be perfect. I ain't going to front. Like, we ghetto. Hmm. <laughs> you always want to be married, young? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always wanted. I always wanted to be married. Like, mm -hmm. I always want to be married. Ooh, I always felt like everybody. Everybody wanted like the marriage and the kids yeah. and everything. I mm -hmm. just really can't believe I got it. Yeah. I feel. I, I feel like there's a number for Cardi. If Cardi get a certain amount of money, she walking away from all this. Sh no. You don't think so? For music? Okay. No, no. Like I feel like music is just like the the engine. Like I I just mm -hmm. love it. Like I feel mm -hmm. like I enjoy though like doing music. Like I enjoy performing for real. Like I love to perform. Mm -hmm. Like I like. A like I just love to be out there. Mm -hmm. uh, like I get like a rush, but it's and it's like you can't perform if you don't really have music. So I have to always do music. I love I I love doing music. It's just sometimes it's just like this like feels like a job now. So it's just like and so much pressure it just drive you crazy. I just wanna I wanna be in that state where I was like in 2016, 2017, no, 2018, where it was just like ah right. yeah excitement. Yeah. What, what made you walk away from that movie that you were supposed to star in? The music, the album, the this, really? the that, yeah. Like doing like movies and everything. Yeah. It's really like a ten AM to like one AM. Yep. Oh yes. my God. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's really like a job. Like mm -hmm. a job, job, job. Mm -hmm. Like 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 when I do music and like when I perform, like it's like a rush. Like yeah. it's like a fun rush. Like this is really like I know it's intense. It hurry up intense. and wait. That's what they say. Hurry yeah, up yeah, and yeah, wait. wait. Exactly but it's what. all worth it when the film come out and you see, you know, you see yourself. It's all like worth it, it. it is. You know, like I, I was like, you know, taking acting lessons and everything. Like it's like I had one struggle. It when it was to cry. Like my teacher <laughs> was like, like my teacher was like, think of the time like that you went through this, this, and that. I'm like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you cried for real? Yeah, in real life. I mean, I, I be crying. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I be crying, but it's just like, um, like on the spot, like on like the spot, like to... it's like, like on the yeah. spot, like I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do that. Movie I am at gonna all. do it as soon okay. as soon as I go uh, touring and everything and all that mm -hmm. stuff. You'll get I back to it. it. Oh, Lord. Four yeah. years from now. No, I, no, I swear to God, it's not going to be four years. <laughs> it's been five since it's been in the process. She said I next swear, year. I, I have no choice. I have no choice. I, I like it, though. I, I, I don't think you should rush to put out another album. Do you have the name for the album yet? No. Uh, kind of, sort of. Yeah? Kind of, sort of. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I like it too much. What is it? Yeah, tell us. I can't. Well, I can't tell you because imagine She's if I pick such it. A critic. <laughs> if I pick it, throw it out there. Oh no, you can't. You can't just throw it out there. Let me see if we like it. Throw it out there. <laughs> we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. All right. Huh? We'll bleep it. No, I can't say. It. I was gonna say don't All believe it. Right. I said don't believe him, Cardi. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was gonna ask. Mm -hmm. You know, we seen Offset and Quavo come back together on BT. Beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. Before that, we seen a video of them arguing. You was in the middle saying, "Y'all brothers, y'all yeah. brothers, I need to stop." 
How um how difficult was that in the household trying to get them to understand that they're brothers? How difficult that was that for your household and for you? I just I just really like to stay away from like business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like especially when like um y'all have like a like really, really long history. Not just music history, like y'all y'all know each other like your whole life. So it's just mm-hmm. like I always just like to like step back. I always want like unity, always, 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 all the time. Yeah. So I just didn't I ain't really wanting to see that I'm really like a Migos fan mm-hmm. like I'm really a, a Migos fan I'm like a fan of them for real you know like when like when people like like people inspire you but mm-hmm. like in 2017 when I started like you know mm-hmm. around with Offset and everything mm-hmm. they really like in, inspired me more because there was like things that I'd never seen like I, f- I felt like I was like like when I was like in 2017 I just felt like it's like damn a lot of people have turned me down labels have like shut my sh- down mm. but it's like it's cool like the music that i'm doing is i, I i'm doing all right i'm getting paid twenty thousand dollars to to perform like i'm i'm doing this mm. when i started dating offset and i see that they're like performing <clears throat> in arenas and mm. i'm seeing that they're getting hundreds of mm. thousand dollars and they buying jewelry every day and it's like no i was trying like to be like in a, in, 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 a, in a good space yeah. that that's not even so they like inspire me mm. and like a lot of they swag like inspired me too so yeah. I'm just like a fan of, of 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 all of it so I always feel like as a woman you need to stay out of like man business mm-hmm. all the time like just mm-hmm. stay away from me yeah. you didn't stay out of it that night though Practically, I did. When you were telling them, you, your yeah, brothers, you like your brothers, like, no, wrong. Yeah, I just didn't want. I just didn't want. Yeah, yeah. 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 Time. Were they actually tussling? Oh, it was just like some words. Yeah, they was just, just talking. They was just talking. Just talking. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how did you help uh, Offset through the grieving process? Are you still helping them through it? It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about. It. I can understand. Yeah, yeah I, I get understand. it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. What's next for Miss Body? Everything. Mm. I'm 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 back I'm back to work. We don't believe you. I swear to God, you done, you done had so many big records that hit number one, and we thought this album was coming. Yeah, but uh, oh my gosh, like we went through like a whole pandemic. Like, give me a break. You dropped the number one record during what? the pandemic <laughs> easily, and you had okay? mad time during the pandemic. I really didn't want to drop an album around the pandemic because I really wanted a tour right after. Okay, I wasn't able to tour right after. Um. My first album, like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. even do a lot of music videos because I was like pregnant and everything. Like I want to like drop my album and be able to go touring right away. Mm-hmm. So that that was that. Then I had a baby. Then I just like was just going through like a, you know I was just yeah chilling. But now it's just like I'm I'm back outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got an album dropping next year. Yeah. What quarter, body? <laughs> what quarter? I, I what season? I, I'm really <laughs> looking for first quarter. Summer. Are you are you are you there? Are you close? Hey yo, shut close? up! <laughs> spring summer. You don't have to drop a second album. Though. Is it you don't have to put out an album. But I have she it. She do I have it. She do. I have it. Mm-hmm. I have it. You don't believe her? I mean, I believe she got a song. I believe she got a bunch of songs. Yeah. No, I. But I have it though. I have it. You have the I album. Have it. Yeah, I have. I have my vision and everything. You know what you wanted. I want. I know what I want. Everything. Okay. Cardi, your fashion. You we not getting the line. Your fashion is crazy. I, I'm gonna give him. Some, I'm gonna give him a little sign, sign. Yeah. A little sign, sign. You had a, a line sign, at one sign. time, right? Huh? You had a line with. Uh... <clears throat> no, it was. It was I a thought collab. Fashion over was yours for one second. Oh, here it come. God damn, I heard it too. No, you didn't. They gonna be calling you Farty, 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 stupid, yo. Man, get Cardi out of here. Farty yeah. B, ladies and gentlemen. Hey.
Can we get into the record again one more time? Please. Let's play oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Please. I respect it. You sat there for a whole hour and had this shit. I respect sure that, Barney. Yeah. Let's let Barney go, y'all. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Cardi B, the record. Let's get into bongos right now. It's featured Megan Thee Stallion. And we love you, Barney. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. Man, somebody find Barty a so toilet. Stressed out. <laughs> She's stressed It's out. the Breakfast Club. It's Cardi B. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Are you someone who knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom. Then live large. And now thinner with new Magnum Raw Condoms. The thinnest Magnum condom available where condoms are sold. It's a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. Of the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Yeah, it's donkey of the day. Goes to Scott Adams. Do y'all know who Scott Adams is? No. Huh? Uh, Not he, familiar. Well, he's the creator of the syndicated comic script Dilbert. Do y'all know mm. Dilbert? Yes, I remember Dilbert. Okay. Uh, well, the Washington Post, LA Times, a bunch of newspapers around the country carried Dilbert. Well, they did. They don't anymore because Scott Adams, for whatever reason, decided to post a video online urging white people to get the hell away from black people. Okay, I'm not making any of this up. Let's go to CBS News for the report, please. Newspapers across the country have pulled the long-running Dilbert comic strip after a racist rant from cartoonist Scott Adams. In a video posted to YouTube this week, Adams called black Americans members of a, quote, hate group, <gasps> saying white people should stay away from them. Adams has written Dilbert for three decades. Would you like to hear the racist rant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. listen to it. Let's go. This is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. I don't know that that's ever happened before. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I'd accidentally joined a hate group. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll... Uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get mm. the f*** away. Mm. Where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because <laughs> there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Well, it can be fixed. And, and damn, I buried the lead. Scott was transracial. I forgot to tell y'all that. Transracial? He, he transracial. He what? said he identifies as black. Can we I'm re-identifying as black, too. Yeah, he's... What, what, he so said, what do you identify as now? Because what did he identify <laughs> he said, as? He said he identifies as white. Let me, let me hear him. So, I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while. Okay. Years now. Because I, like, you know, I like to be on the winning team. <laughs> and I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, oh, if you help God. the black community, okay. that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you could you can find the, the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black <laughs> to just be on the team I was helping. Okay. But it turns out easier. that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think... Uh, I'm okay to be white. 
So you can identify for whatever you want. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You just realizing this? You're late. I'm going to try I, that. When I get pulled too. over next time, I'm going to be like, I'm a white actually, man. I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is obviously an old crazy man. Like, he's old and senile. So yeah, I really don't, late. I'm not even taking it seriously at all. I think we should take it seriously. I think we should take it serious. The only reason I think we should take it serious is when I hear white people like Scott Adams talk like this, it makes me feel like he has no concept of history whatsoever, like no knowledge of mm-hmm. white racial supremacy and colonization because, Scott, I don't know if you know, but black people have way more reasons to fear white people than white people have to fear us. That's right. <laughs> okay, the only thing white people could possibly be afraid of in regards to black people is black people one day having the type of power and privilege they have mm-hmm. and doing to them what they have done to countless marginalized groups for centuries. So, right. you know, Scott Adams isn't just calling for segregation. He's calling for separation. Yeah. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad would agree. Okay, but once again, and this is just historic fact, white people have caused more hell on this planet for everybody than anybody. Facts. And you can't hear what you don't reveal. So this newfound playing the victim, this white grievance thing that's happening is nuts to me. Mm. Okay, black grief should not lead to white grievance because we have every single reason to grieve. Now, can we... Also talk about self-destruction and self-sabotage because we're not talking about that in this situation. Dilbert was published daily in 2,000 newspapers in 65 countries and 25 languages. And now it's been canceled by hundreds of newspapers because Scott Adams woke up and said, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to just go on a racist tirade against black people. I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on black people for no reason. All right. Called black people a hate group. Why? Yeah. Why? Because we hated slavery. Because we hate the fact that there has been no atonement for slavery because we hate systemic racism. Why wouldn't a black person hate the fact that from birth to death we face systemic disadvantages? Okay, inequality between blacks and whites persists in every single aspect of society. Okay, Mm -hmm. wealth, poorer health and shorter lifespans. And we're not supposed to hate that. Now, I can't speak for all black people. Okay. No black person can, but personally, I don't hate white people, but I do hate white supremacy. And I really hate white grievance, especially when the white grievance paints black people as the problem. What's that African proverb? Uh, Until the lion learns how to write, every story will glorify the Dilbert. That's how it goes? Or something to that effect. It's something to that effect. <laughs> Scott, you called black people a hate group, but think about all these wide gaps I just mentioned. They exist because of slavery, segregation, and discrimination. I haven't even mentioned things like the war on drugs, police brutality. I mean, come on, bro. Hate and racial injustice does not make black people a hate group. But Scott, you notice you're just racist. Simple and plain. Okay, you are white supremacist. And white separatism is a concept every neo-Nazi white nationalist talks about all the time. So knock it off. Knock it off before we send Dr. Umar on you. Mm. A thousand on the lashes. Way. A thousand? A thousand? A thousand? Exactly. Is this a thousand? Ten thousand. Okay. Because he on the way. Mm. He's coming for you. <laughs> Please give Scott Adams the big... Well, matter of fact, let Chelsea Handler give Scott Adams the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! <laughs> that is way too much Dan mayonnaise. I think Kathy Griffin need to get in on this, too. <laughs> Please oh. give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! <laughs> No, Chris Rock. I ain't heard from Mr. Chris Rock in a while either. Cracker ass, cracker. Oh, ooh, yeah. He need all of them. What about my girl? (laughs) Cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Are you offended, DJ Envy? Because you remember you just said that you're trans. Woof. Identifies a, identifies a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Since okay. we can switch it up, whatever we want. Big yellow beige dog. <laughs> Envy the big beige dog. Beige dog. Oh my god, I'm messing with y'all. Oh, that could be dope. You put some Tims on him and a Yankees hat. Ooh. Ooh. All right, that'd be amazing. Not the butters. <laughs> 
The Breakfast Club. We were sitting at a show, and I was telling him like, man, I don't know if I should do it because um, it just ain't gonna be right. And it's, I feel like I'm scared it's gonna put me back in that moment. And he was like, nah, you gotta do that for the world and for him. Like, in y'all legacy, man, y'all one of the biggest group ever in hip hop. And also, like, he would want that, bro. He was like, you need, you need, you need that energy. You and your brother rocking that stage again, even if it's for the last time or whatever. Like, and this is that words. Like, even if it's for the last time, whatever. He don't really know what was going on, but it's gonna be a cleanser to, for both of y'all. Was it, it was. Yeah, it, it was. was. I swear it was. It was. It was. It was. It felt like at first before I did it, I was still like, because it reminds you know it's a reminder. Mm -hmm. And um, but after we did it, I just felt I, I did feel good about it. Like, close the chapter on the right way, like on a big way, unity, love, and like. Given to the people also. What was it like before that? Because I know that everybody talks about, I guess y'all got into something backstage somewhere. It was a video where everybody heard Cardi yelling, like, y'all both wrong. Mm -hmm. So what was what was it like before that moment? Oh, uh, before what? Before before y'all got on stage? Like, Oh, no, nah, we, 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 we were together, man. Like, that shit hard pill to swallow. Like, your bro missing all that other shit go out the window. You know what I'm saying? It's like family of everything. Let's do this right mm -hmm. more than anything. Because when you go into something with the wrong energy, you ain't going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? Went into it with the right energy And that's my brother So What's your relationship now With, with Quavo That's my brother At the end of the day We good bro We just with each other in Paris We be talking Cause we be going through Little emotions And it don't be for the public That's the thing Like when it's like this It don't be Everything ain't for the public To be kikiing And it's all love At the end of the day We lost a brother You know they wanna see y'all Cry on Instagram Yeah That's what they want You know Not gonna get it from me mm -hmm. You think y'all ever Make music together Not even just as Migos But just as Set and Quavo I think so. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of fans was were hoping that there was maybe lost takeoff versus a lost Migos records, and that they would get that one more Migos album. But that doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. Nah, that's ain't, that, that ain't fair to put that pressure on us either. After losing brother, man, like maybe you know what I'm saying the future. Mm -hmm. but right now, I just don't see it. It's like hard me hearing our songs sometimes in the club, bro. And people, I might like got a smile on my face, but that shit, like take verse, come on, like touch me every single time. So it's like, I don't see us doing it. Now, I can imagine, because yeah. to us, it's just a verse. But to you, it's like, you probably think about the moment y'all recorded it. Song, day. Yeah. They put me in that bag every time. I was just in Starless the other night. Mm -hmm. And they playing Freak No More. And his verse come on. I'm like, throwing money. His verse come on. It just like, slowed me up real quick. So Now, now what's the difference between this album, Set It Off, and Father of Four? Okay, Father of Four was like... I felt like I was getting more, more personal mm -hmm. about who I was, uh, my story of going to jail, having kids young, the story of my wife, my letter to my wife. I'm just in a, for, but this album is more like, the music wise, it's like more fun. I'm, I, I didn't, I did all the new producers, so I didn't really, except for Metro and Southside, I ain't really work with all the producers I work with on this, it's like new producers I never worked with because I didn't want to create the same sound because I feel like artists now, like, as an artist, sometimes like, you just get stuck in your ways. And I let a lot of, I worked with an A&R this time. Like, I know a lot of people in the A&R game, but shout out to G, my A&R was fire. So she was able to bring me different producers that I never heard of and mm -hmm. different sounds and give me, critiquing me on the music. Like, nah, number one sound like number eight. Number eight sound like number 10. For me, I, I was happy because like, usually I ain't going for that. You know, I ain't letting nobody tell mm -hmm. me nothing. But I understand like change, the game change, the sound be changing. And you just gotta change with it or you gonna get left. Is it difficult with, with you doing music, right? Because you are a, a husband, your father of five, but yet you're still in the club. So you know what people want to hear. You know people in the club ain't married. You know the people in the right. club might not have some kids. So when you do your music, do you say, well, 
I got to put myself in their situation yes. and take myself out from the husband and take myself out being the father of five. Because you didn't, on this, on this album, you done knocked off a lot of, a lot of chicks on this album. That's what I'm you like, going to ask you. How do you continue to rap about all these women all set <laughs> and you're a married man? That's what you uh, going Because I got a real wife like that she understands like we in, I got to be relatable. Mm-hmm. And especially like our age, like the, the average person ain't married and like, People sometimes people I, I can see it like you let your wife dress like this and you let her. I'm very secure by mine. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we ain't in no controlling. Like don't do this or I'm not telling her don't do a feature with da 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 because it's just like this 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 that'll interrupt the love. I feel like when you go to doing that because then it's like damn I want to be this person. I got to talk to all these people, all these fans, and they gotta relate to me, but they can't relate to me if I'm standing in one lane. So I'm just blessed to have her. A good wife. What about the people who those same kids that love your personal life? They love you and Cardi together as a couple, and they follow y'all on social media and see all of that, and they like, damn, they might want to hear that reflected in the music. Because I know people got really excited when they heard y'all doing an album together. Yeah, um, or EP or whatever it was. They don't, they don't, they can't get mad at me because I'm not gonna tell her like you can't say shaking your ass or like you having a good time. Girls want to feel that them bars she be saying. But I guess you know too when Cardi talks about that. I guess we all automatically assume when she says she's shaking ass, it's shaking ass for her husband. You know what I mean? When yeah, she's for doing sure. That, it's like she's doing it for set. But you know what I mean? For you, when I heard I'm knocking off them, like, oh, he's putting his mind frame on somebody that's in the club, not himself. Yeah, I got to, bro, because mm-hmm. it's like, it's more of bros doing that than there's people that's married. Mm-hmm. Facts. These are facts. Mm-hmm. These are facts. So I just still got to be relatable to them. They got to still feel like, Ah, oh, shit, ain't on no old n- Like, shit, ain't got married. Da, 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 da. We don't even understand him no more. Then it's the worst. Then there's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with Offset. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Offset. His album is out this Friday. Charlemagne, for first song on the album, you say you knew you was the one since you left the group. I think that was that was the line. Mm-hmm. What, what did that line mean to you? Um, so how you know about that? We heard that album. <laughs> oh, y'all need to tell me what the album hit for first. Yeah, yeah. So that's just like a confidence bar. Like, you know, I went through some things I can't really speak on. Like I stepped out of the box and like had to get my shit together mm-hmm. on the business side of things. And like after that, the freedom and the being able to be in control of my creative and being able to do that was like now I can show you who I am. If you notice, like, now people kind of see, like, I got a personality. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was kind of, like, bottled in. 
when, when everything was all as one because it wasn't really about me it was about us this album is about me how important was hip-hop growing up to you because i know you got roots in new york i know you got roots in the land i know you got roots a little bit of everywhere I'd, I'd be seeing set with people i'd be like how do you know him like <laughs> so you know talk about your roots and and what hip-hop means to you because you sample a lot of that on this album uh hip-hop man mean to me like man growing up is like the superheroes you know what i'm saying to me because i felt like it was so out of reach and also, I felt like they was, like, saving the world with the music and, like, you know, seeing, like, Cash Money, Master P. Because I'm from the South. Andre the Thought, like, like Outkast. You know, we from Atlanta, so we might not ain't listen to it. I might ain't get on Jay-Z Towers in high school. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I might ain't know him through middle school. I knew Guwap. I knew Gucci. And I knew Jeezy. Mm -hmm. I knew Andre the Thought. I knew Future. It's like our neighborhood heroes. And, like, me, I feel like, in general, with music, you got to know your roots and pay respect to it, too, like. I watch the James Browns. I be watching like how they would dress or how they stay set would be. Or sometimes I go watch a rock and roll like Motley Crue or something. I go watch them stay stay set to get mm -hmm. a, like a like a like an idea or even on stage and like because I feel like you it always rotate, but you could just do it better in a better way. Well, one of the things you say throughout the album is uh, you, you you keep referencing blame it on set, and that's a dope record too, by the way. The blame mm -hmm. it on set record. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you think folks blamed you for? No, it's not like the people blame me for. It's like it's like a, it's like me talking to myself almost like everything you went through is because of you. It's gotcha. like taking responsibility. Everything gotcha. you went through was because of you. Like anytime anything happened, it's it's, it's on you. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. It wasn't like a specific like y'all blaming me. No, it it was just like taking time being a man, being a man. Yeah, accountability. Yeah. Like accountability for all actions. People were mad at you a couple of weeks ago because you did that interview. Uh, with what's her name, Bobby? They weren't uh, mad at me. I no. feel like they was. They, oh, that smoke, that is. I feel like they was. When I say they were mad at you, that you even gave her an opportunity to interview you. You know what I mean? You know, people were, were saying, well, why would you give that girl an opportunity and not somebody from the culture? Uh, reached out, I did my research, and I was like, I'm open to do it. Because, you know, I don't like doing interviews at all. I was like, I'm open to doing an album on the way. And I feel like it was kind of comical. Like, it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny to me. It wasn't like I wasn't taking that shit. Like, Offensive. You just gotta be on your toes when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. No, she needed to be she, on her toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she needed that. <laughs> she needed that. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, like, I'm doing this for the brothers. You ain't finna catch me slipping on this show and be down talking to me. And you like, you just coming up off TikTok. It's all love though. But she, she, she cool, man. Mm -hmm. I don't. Want, I, I feel like um, a lot of people did take a lot of comedy out of it. It was, it was supposed to be funny, man. Mm -hmm. You told her she needed some seasoning. Yeah, she do. She did oh, need absolutely. Season. But it's cool though, man. It ain't no issues or nothing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people's mad at her, like. But that's how she do the interviews. I think I brought it to our world more, cause like a lot of people, like, why does she? It was kind of taking it as like yeah. she was being disrespectful. But she wasn't. She just, just. I think that's the way she got on. Mm -hmm. now, you know, I hear, I hear you channel a lot in this album. I hear a lot of Project Pat. Yeah. Were you, were you listening to a lot of Pat? Three Six and Project Pat. Yeah, man. Yeah. They, they. That's what I'm saying. It's like the underground music, and to come to, and then they went underground and went big. Shout out to Juicy J, man. He a player. Good producer, um, he ain't taxed me on the records. He didn't tax you. Oh, he did production on it. Nah, you get certain shit you gotta talk to Juicy J about. He ain't do production, but certain you gotta holler at you. Oh, so when you just using that. But you gotta flow? think the sample on Jealousy is Juicy J. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then it's the South music, man. It's just always something about the South music to me, even growing up. Just always felt like we was because it was relatable to my neighborhood. You from the different down now, man. Absolutely.
Now we had we had Cardi up here and we were talking about uh, your marriage and everything, and she was like, "Sometimes it's difficult not to keep things off social, right? Like the one time y'all always argue on social media. Y'all never just say, you know what? Let's I'm gonna put the phone down and call her. She's crazy, man. You crazy too. You know what? You married a woman from the Bronx. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Said you got to know that. Yeah, I've learned it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it. So uh, it's just like, man, the hate fan base, man, sometimes be like trying to like kill n****. So then sometimes you got to like, I feel like I got to protect her. You know what I'm saying? I've made mistakes. You dig what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. those mistakes make me continue to have to protect her as a man. It don't just go away. So like, I just hate that because it's like, we be good, bro. Living a life like it's golden. We got beautiful kids. We don't bother nobody. But you know how I be whack though. Mm -hmm. but, but but what about when you when you posted that uh, your wife cheated? That's causing turmoil in the house. No, nah, it's calming her ass down. Don't play with me. Same way she. <laughs> but then the next day they hold their hands together because it was count. It was count. Everybody know it was count. Yeah, she was like, man. She was like that. She was like he was playing. He was lying. Sometimes better go in too much on me, man. Like oh, and it makes sense. So I didn't want people to think like she was thinking this shit's real. So it was just a little Uno, reverse Uno car. That was what she said. She reverse said you threatened her. You said if you don't stop, I'm gonna get online and say you cheated. Yeah, cause that's the thing. She gotta make her. She got like she steals somebody too. So like when they be doing that, like it be like making her seem like she a sucker. So mm -hmm. then she gotta. But then this time when she did it, she kind of was like, and I'm like, oh, slow that down, tone that down, baby. Oh, don't do me like. Hey. Set willing to blow up the whole house. <laughs> we blow up the whole car. Blow up the whole house. We all going down. We all going down. This <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. It's over. <laughs> Real, but we turned that into fun though. We now, six why? years strong, man. Yeah, six years strong. Congratulations. Why, why didn't Playboy Cardi clear the song for the? That's a rumor online. Is that true? <sighs> yeah, it's true. Shout out to my boy, man. See, cause I don't get into it with about music. And sometimes people be going through their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shout out to bro, though, man. He should have cleared up smash though. I ain't gonna cap, but be like that. I don't get mad at folks for like that, cause sometimes people be going through their own. Mm -hmm. Or they might not. Won't. I don't know. It's all love, though. It's my little bro. All right, we got more with Offset when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Offset. His album is out this Friday. Charlemagne? Now, did authorities contact you after Nicki Minaj's husband made those threats against you? That was another rumor. Man, hell no. Okay. Police ain't never calling me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no number for you. Because <laughs> they, they were saying they reached out to see if you wanted the press charge. Man, please. I'll never do no lame ass shit like that. I'd rather keep it in the street. Like, oh, that's joke, grown ass man. And I don't even want to bring it up because I don't want people to like. But I just laugh at shit like that. I got real money. I'm handling real business. I'm on the way to the Coach Prime, man. On the, on the, on the jet. Like, Word. I'm 30 years old, bro. Like, I'm grown as hell. And I'm just too old to participate in shit like that. Like, the little DM shit you had seen was because I'm a grown man. Also, like I'm saying, it's a respect thing, brother. But you threatening my wife, bro. I'm not playing those games. Mm -hmm. I hate when men say anything about my wife because it's like, but you a man. Mm -hmm. Don't speak on my wife, bro. I don't care how people think. Like, oh, why you, why you, why you? Man, this is my wife. Mother of my kids, man. Men disrespecting the wife. I see you ain't playing by choice either. No. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want, you want to box in their mouth. I'm gonna get on your mouth. Yeah, we gonna make yeah. Box your mouth. All that plan, the tweak, all the trying to twinkle your toes and kick your feet. Under, all that. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. Now we we had Cardi up here. She, she, you know, she talked about how much she supports you and was you know riding for you, loving your music. But now let me ask you a question. Are we gonna get a Cardi second Cardi album anytime soon, man? She, she announced said, it. I thought I she, saw. I thought that's all. I'm announcing recently. 
No, she ain't announced nothing. She said maybe first quarter. She said 2024. She said 2024. Is it done? We almost there? We almost there. But y'all, there's there's rumors that y'all was working on the joint album together too, though. Yeah, after hers. You think that would be that would be the album? Like the way you just expressed love for your wife. Yep. And you know why you decided to be with her? You think we'll get that in music on that project? For sure. Okay. Then a tour. Then a tour. Oh, you Ooh, y'all definitely having another baby after the tour. <laughs> That's definitely happening. You de- <laughs> then she said she said she wanted more, right? She said you she wanted what you said. Yeah, seen her say that up here, man. You don't want no more. Father six. <laughs> 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 Y'all gonna get me beat up by <laughs> College expensive What? I know Father six Next album How many you got? Six I'm done 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 I got four but I'm done I'm, I'm done, done, done 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 I got two in college right now College expensive College waxing that ass That's right Pause <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to a joint oh, I, I do wanna ask one question What, what have that? you learned From takeoffs passing? Um I'm still learning. Um, I don't even know what to say. The lesson is just pain. Like it ain't really. You're trying to run from that. Have you done anything to deal with that grief? Have you like, like sat down with somebody? Or like, like I be feeling like sitting down with people. Like maybe I ain't found the right person, but I don't feel like sometimes people like can't relate. Mm-hmm. That's why culturally competent therapists and psychiatrists and grief counselors are very important. You got to some. Yes. You got to have somebody who's from it to understand it. I feel like sometimes in them job spaces, they're not giving people who have maybe have a record. Or, mm-hmm. And those are the people you need to have in the office because they they've been through some shit. They can really relate to black people. I, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the therapy thing don't really be for black folks a lot of times because every person I've ever seen in it, like, they ain't, they like, somebody, I'm going to ask you a question back. Like, mm-hmm. So have you ever da-da-da-da-da? And if it ain't, it's a waste of time. Well, we appreciate you. The album comes out this Friday. Set it off. You wanna you wanna play it? Right? I got song. What was the favorite? What was your favorite song? What, what did you feel like? Um, I like "Say My Grace." I like "Worth It" because I just I, I'm from that era, so I, I, I like you kind of catching you, the bus to flow, which was different. I like for me. "Blame It On Set." I like the one where you had. The, I like "Blame uh, It On Set." Plat, the Project Pat flow. Mm-hmm. Um, the first song on the album, "Hard On the River." Yeah, yeah that's when he said I'm on the one. Yeah, that's hard. hard. I don't know. I got to listen to it again. I only got to listen to it one time. Yeah, let's do it one time. I wanted to bring rap, like rapping on the song, but I feel like it's a lot of auto tune and a lot of like. Mm-hmm. I got melodies on here, of course, but like. Your voice don't need it, though. You got to get to the rapping. Mm-hmm. But your voice so distinct. You don't need the auto tune in there. Oh, the joint with Travis? Uh, that's what I said. Say My Grace. Say My Grace. Oh, okay. Say My Grace. All right, all right. Yeah, that's hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. We got the video. We shot that in Thailand, too. Y'all can't wait till y'all see that. Mm-hmm. Hard. What does success look like for Offset? Uh, the music connected to the people. Like, I'm not, you know, how we came in the game, like. I hate how everything is clocked now. Like the numbers first day. Because mm-hmm. then that gives people opinions already immediately that they ain't even checking to us. So me, I'm just trying to connect musically with these people. Like you said, identify offset sound like like I did on Rick Flair. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, bro, we got that. Like it's it's proven like, and showing my creativity. Like you see my album cover falling from the sky upside down, but I'm still on top. It's like being able to express the art. It's not numbers for me Because I come from See my my number one record Was number 60 And 40 And 20 And 10 Then number one So I, I know like Working a record I feel like People don't be working records no more Them festivals And them big places They taking your numbers They taking your Where your song get on Billboard mm-hmm. I learned that at like I think I learned that in 2016 I forgot who the artist was They was going After us And I'm like I know we hotter than them <laughs> <laughs> I know this Like <laughs> It. The streaming numbers were. It was like a radio show too. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they on on the Billboard. They on top fifteen. Y'all like number forty right now. 
and then it made me understand the significant point of it. So it's some people that still watch. And I just feel like artists ain't, rappers ain't putting on no show, bro. Nah. We just getting the bag. And like people tired of paying the bag like that. Just like you got to put on a show. You going to dance and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a <laughs> Think it's like not cool, cool. People like to be entertained more than anything. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. Well, what you want to hear off the album? What you going to play? But it worth it, man. Okay. Worth it. Let's right. get in that bag, man. Featuring Don Tolliver. And we appreciate you joining us. The album is out this Friday. Set it off. The brother offsets here. Let's go. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Good news if you're hiring. You've got help. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter works for you to find great candidates fast. Its smart technology identifies qualified candidates for you, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Now, Charlemagne is out, so we got our guest host with us. We have Claudia Jordan. My wife, Gia, is here as well. Now, we're asking if you're just joining us, 800-585-1051. Yesterday after the show, the ladies of The Breakfast Club were talking about shooting their shots. And they were saying when they shoot their shot with a man, they always hit 100% from the line. Uh, and they were saying that their relationships, when they shoot their shot, last a little longer. So we're asking, mm -hmm. ladies, have you ever shot your shot? And how did it turn out? 800-585-1051. I want to ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. So they said that when they shoot their shot from the line... Mm -hmm. It usually goes in. Right. Those are their longest relationships. So from a man's point of view, mm -hmm. why do you think that is? Is it because the man is flattered? Because he knows that the woman is 100% in, that she really wants to be there because she approached him, because she went for the gusto? What do you think it is? Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, you still have to look attractive. Like, you just can't shoot your shot and, you, you know, you, you, you got to... You know, you don't, okay, you're, not looking, so you're not looking attractive. You still have to look attractive. attractive you still have to be smart. Subjective. Yes. Okay. And I think it's I think it's dope. I, I think a lot of times I don't think necessarily uh, women shoot their shots as much as men do. So I think when they do, it's kind of intriguing. Okay. Makes you you know want to see well what is this about? Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And then you know I think most men feel like if a woman's shooting a shot, she's probably horny, and I could probably get it in a little faster. Maybe I don't know. I think we're also more efficient. I think men cast a big net and just try to holler at anything with a fat ass. And we like, we'll look at you first, like, okay, I can see. We're looking at your shoes, your nails. Your, like, we already so you're not looking at a man for a fat ass. We're more deliberate. Yeah, we don't we're go more for fat deliberate. Ass. Okay. Right, so about that, that's why we have a, a higher success rate. Okay, you so. You guys are just like, oh, ass, titties. We're like, <laughs> okay, he looks stable. Okay, he seems nice, nice mm -hmm. smile. There's, we look at different things. So when's the last time you shot your shot at an individual? So just straight up with someone I just met, I don't really do it that often. I will definitely give the cues where I like give them the red, the, the mm -hmm. green light where they know it's okay. So what are the cues? You, with your cleavage? With, like, what's no, the cues? like, you know, you give a little flirty look, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But I will say I did get turned down one time with someone that I dated and I tried to spin the block again. Oh, so you Ooh, try to go back. Tell us about that. Now I'm interested. This is super embarrassing. And I don't attention. want to get embarrassed. So anyways, this is guy that I thought was the one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had broken up, but like not. Wait, wait, wait. Why'd you break up? Um, So we were kind of young and he came into like a big contract. Mm -hmm. And so like he got to kind of go live his life a little bit got and it. have his little fun. And I mm -hmm. understood that. Like I, I wish I would have met him like way before, mm -hmm. you know? Anyways, long story short, I always felt like he was like the one. So we pleasantly broke up. We just split it, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. So he was in town for an award show and they were hosting a party at this place. So I knew he was going to be there. So I packed an overnight bag. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he was ready. He was like, he's not going to turn me down. Stop interrupting. I packed an overnight bag, right? <laughs> and I'm like thinking, surely he's going to hang out with me afterwards. Right. Like, like of why, course. Why would he not? Like, why would you not? <laughs> uh oh, he had plans. So anyways, at the end of the night, I was hovering, you know, like the, oh, mm -hmm. you know, whenever I thought maybe we would hang out. And he goes, oh. I have plans. I go, with somebody else? He's mm -hmm. like, yeah. I was like, 
But I brought her overnight. <laughs> Jesus. You didn't tell him that. No, you didn't. Claudia. Jesus. Claudia. Claudia, tell me you didn't tell him that. I said it with my eyes. <laughs> you said it with your eyes? <laughs> I said it with my eyes. So anyways, I went in the car and I cried, right? Aww. And I filmed. I, I did one of those corny. Well, I did the Tyrese thing. I filmed myself crying, right? Mm-hmm. To remind myself to never oh, do. Not okay. to post. Oh. To remind myself to never go out like that again. Mm-hmm. And then I told my friends a story. And they told them. But I brought an overnight guy. <laughs> to this day, they would like put bags underneath my comments oh, sometimes. Man, come. So yeah, I did get shot. I did. <laughs> I lost the last of my shot. My shot. Oh. So wait, wait, and he never called you back after no, that? No, we talked, but it wasn't, we never went there. It was awkward. Yeah, she's not going uh, back there now. No, you know, because for me, logically, that doesn't seem like a turn down. That seems like, oh, maybe I would, but I have plans. Now nah, that but is a turn down. if you didn't call afterwards to say, hey, you know, so you brought that overnight bag, so, you know, what's nah, up? that's a turn down. Then yeah. that, what he, that, that's what more so feels like the turn down. Because what he should have like, you know what, I'm canceling my plans right. and come on. But since he didn't, that's Maybe, second well, fiddle. we don't know what his plans are yet. trying to make her feel I, good. I, I, no, I don't like to presume. I never he like to presume. Her. Once again, I came in second. <laughs> Let's go to the phone okay. lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Destiny. Hey, Hi, Destiny. Destiny. Hi, how are you guys? We're I love you. Claudia, I love you. Of course, DJ Amy, I love you too. Now you ain't got to say mine like that. But as long as Destiny. I came in first, thank you. <laughs> she sure did. See, once again, I'm second. <laughs> now, when did you shoot your shot at somebody, Destiny? Okay, the one time in life. I never did this, ever. So, I was in college, and um, it was like a comedy show, kind of like a wilding, wilding out vibe. They came to our college, and it was this guy. He kept looking at me like he, he and I was telling my friends, like, oh, he's cute, girl. And my friend, Zoe, she said, oh, you're, you're so bad. Go over there and talk to him. You think you're all that. So I said, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. And he literally laughed in my face. And for the following hour, he talked about me <laughs> in the comedy show. Damn it, man. Wait, 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 so when you went up to him and spoke, what was it that you said before he laughed in your face? I was just like, hi, I see that we keep making eye contact. My name is Destiny. And I just was trying to see, you know, would you like to grab some food from the cafeteria later or something like that. It was just something like lame, like, hey, Mm -hmm. hang out. And then he actually laughed. When he got on stage, he was just like, I'm married. And he was like, my wife married me for money. He was like, so I have a bad wife at home. She married me for money. And this girl from college that lives in a little small town is trying to talk to me. Oh, Jesus. Destiny. I wonder who the comedian was. I'm some no-name guy from Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) Destiny, did you you do the breath check before you went over there? Did you do like a, (gasps) to make sure you was good money? Yeah, I was good. Let me tell you, I was good. I was cute that day. I'm a makeup artist. Damn. So I, my makeup was everything. And he even said, like, oh, you're, you're cute, but my wife married me from him, so I'm the Damn it, so That was his little thing. He kept saying, he's like, I literally date a supermodel. Damn. Sorry, well, Destiny. We're 0 for 2 right now. So, as far as kicking it to guys, right now, I'm against it. But guys nowadays think they're the bad bitch, though. Wait, so, Rashawn, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that masculine energy of a woman saying, hey, can I take you out? Not I- just I want to get to know you, but like, I want to take you on a date. I don't mind. You would like it? I don't care. Yeah, I, I was mean, thinking the same thing. Like, do guys get turned off by women? I get, am but then again, about that. in this new bad bitch era, I think that men are not as turned off by it. I think that there's something psychological there. Nah, because if I have it, 
then I don't feel any way about it. But now, if I don't have it, no, no, let's take I, let's I take money. I'm, I'm, no, 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 it's not about money. It's I'm, just about the intention of a woman saying, "Hey, I want to take you out." Sure, where we going? It turns me off. You're not a man. You're not no, a dude. No, no, no. The idea of it completely turns me off. No. I feel as though if I'm into a guy and I'm in, in his space, if he is attracted to me, if he's interested, he is going to kick it. If he is not, I am not going to push the envelope and put myself on a platter for rejection. And I'm further not going to Jesus. take on like a more masculine energy and say, hey, can I take you out to dinner? But I believe in traditional roles. I like to be courted. Those are things that are important to me. Oh, please stay married because they're not courting these days. <laughs> they're not courting. They're calling late. They're leaving for me at one o'clock in the morning at the hotel room. But now they're... here's the thing. Do you feed into that energy by becoming the masculine energy in the relationship because that's what their expectation is? No, because I'm I'm with you. I'm still holding out. I, I want that masculine energy. Do you know what I, I mean? If I'm yeah. masculine towards you, it makes me kind of be a little disrespectful to you. If you, if you allow me to be like that, Absolutely. I'm going to probably treat you the way you probably intended on treating me. Exactly. <laughs> no, but you should. I, I think every, I think that there's yes, nothing wrong with taking a man out. There's that nothing wrong with, with saying, me. hey, babe, I got tickets to the game today. I'm taking you to the game. I'm no, 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 that. no, I'm not talking about wrong if with you're, me to no, you're misunderstanding Applebee's. me. Red I'm Tony not Romo's, talking about if you're already in a relationship. If you're already in a relationship, I love the push-pull, the back and forth where, you know, you do something kind for me, I reciprocate and I do something kind for you. Not in a tit-for-tat type of way, the but beginning. whenever it's... But in the beginning, I, as the woman, I need to feel that that interest is there. I'm not going to be you know, buying you gifts. I'm not going to be taking you out to dinner. Not to say if I'm out and I see something cute for you, yes, if it comes from the heart, but I'm not going to be doing that to get you to like me. That's why a lot of women are single right there. They see something they want, they see something they like, they better go see what's going on with that thing that they like or see, because they're not going to see it again. If, women, but if, if you see something his... you like, you go approach that man. Hey, how you doing? My name is so-and-so. What's your name? I think you're handsome. Why don't we go out and get something? There's nothing wrong because, with that. But if he thought that you were cute, he would have kicked it to he you. He might be shy. Well, then that's not that masculine energy that I'm looking for. man either, though. Jesus. Exactly. That's not that masculine man. energy. If I'm in your space and you see me, you notice me, and I throw you a little flirt like Claudia said yeah, that she does. Listen, here's the alley-oop. All you need to do is dunk. But I'm here. If you don't kick it to me, you don't look in my direction, I'm like, oh, not every man can not dunk. be interested. Not every man can dunk. You might be I, too short. I do think when you do get with a guy like that, like I've, I've got, you know, you can put it out there, but I feel like... You know, it kind of sets a precedence for the relationship. Like, I'm thinking Absolutely. down the line, do I have to get on one knee to propose to you? Do I I've have to protect that. you? Do I have to Ladies, don't listen to these women. That. Claudia is single. Claudia, you see a man out there, you better holler. You see, you're on a plane and you see this a cute guy. About, no, you this better holler. Like listen, the world is... <laughs> let me tell you something. The world I got is three more years. The world is tripping years. on Claudia, okay? Because Claudia got everything. I don't even... The universe is messing with her. It's a test, Claudia. Well, my mother told me that <laughs> it's a test. this lady in Italy it just put don't a make curse no on sense. me when I was in the womb, is what I heard. That we always have struggles in Wait, relationships. Wait, that what? My mom, there's a lady in Italy that they said supposedly said my... Like, she... Uh, my dad left this one lady for my mom mm -hmm. and took her to America and she mm. was like basically before he left like your unborn daughter will forever oh. have issues Jesus Christ okay. well, yeah. yeah. so anyways um, I'm only dating if I get a recommendation from a good friend or people that are in successful relationships mm -hmm. I don't trust my own meter mm. and picker I don't I wish we had All more right. time to talk about that alright well oh, go ahead. don't move it's the breakfast club on BET the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same are you someone who knows you don't have a condom? Available where condoms are sold. The Breakfast Club.
sports writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.